Steampunk Connection, your source for steampunk event information in the great free state of Texas. We also discuss books, films, comics, and games. Also, we enjoy visiting with the local steampunk luminaries. I'm Flavio. I'm Erica. And I'm Fax, your hosts. Thank you for tuning in, and now on to the episode. This is, well, Texas Steampunk Connection again, Season 2, Episode 3. Welcome back. We're glad you're with us. Yes, it's been uh, at least two weeks since I've since we talked to you. How are you doing, people? Hope everything's great. Everything's great here. Yes. In fact, in fact, we are about to hit 200 likes on yes. Facebook. So excited. Hooray! <laughs> that doesn't seem like a lot to, you know, some, some people. people. But, to but a, we're very excited. Yes, that's a lot of people. So we're going to have a giveaway. Yeah. We've never had one of these before. Yes. And I don't know what we're going to give away. But so we'll you think just of something trust cool. us, <laughs> and we trust you to bring us up to the 200 likes. So that seems fair. Yes, yeah, definitely. I mean, we need them. Or, yeah, yeah spread the word. Tell your friends. So what, like we're, what we're going to ask you to do, if you haven't liked us already on Facebook, go, go over there and just hit the like button mm-hmm. so we know you're on the list. Yep. And, and then share this episode uh, on Facebook with your friends. Yes, and, hopefully that'll, uh, that'll generate more likes. <laughs> and we will uh, we'll put, put name everybody's in name in a hat who's who's done those two things. And and we'll uh, contact you with... Uh, with Telling you you're the winner. Telling you you're the winner, getting your address, send you something good that we have that we don't need in our house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to give them trash. No. It'll be something cool. Something good. Yes, that, 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 that sounds like a plan. I like this plan. So, yes, do what he said. Get your name in the hat, and we will send you a prize. So, thank you for sticking with <laughs> us. We, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we enjoy making this show. Uh, so, let's, uh, let's go on with it. Yes, we've done a few things since last we were on. Um, you went to Darwin Day just yesterday, wasn't it? It was just yesterday. Oh, by the way, it is you know, February 12th, 2017, for those listening. I know, you know if it's in the future... Sorry. <laughs> We're coming to you from the past. Yes. This, the giveaway will not count after the next podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, it's a funny thing. Yeah, about we've been travel. talking about Darwin Day for the last episode or two coming up. Well, it's not coming up anymore. Darwin's birthday was yesterday. It was, he was, he was old. <laughs> Over 100 years, right? Um, and uh, so uh, the I, University of Texas, no, City of Austin, uh, is promoting uh, a Darwin Day event. Yes. And uh, we went to it to see what was it, what it was all about. We'd yes. never heard of it before. This was its 10th year, however. Yeah. <laughs> Shows we, how much we're in the loop. We talked to one of the, <laughs> one of the organizers, and he clued us in. Yes, 10th year, not, not first year, as I might have thought. Um, but, but it's I, been in different locations, so I think this was... Uh, oh, so it moves around. That's tricky. Right. <laughs> I mean, in Austin, but they, they have different venues. Mm. Or was it this time? I wasn't there. I didn't. I, I did not make it myself. It was at the Pickle Research Center. Okay. I, I've driven uh, past off that. Of, off of Burnett Road. <laughs> they don't research pickles there, I'm assuming? Uh, not. <laughs> okay. Actually, I believe, among other things, they research uh, uh, nuclear energy. That's not a pickle. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we, as far as we know, we might have been standing directly on top of uh, a nuclear power plant. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel safe. <laughs> good times. Yeah. No, no meltdown <laughs> imminent. Okay. 
So anyway, so what was there? How how, how was it? I saw I saw a couple of pictures of yours for that you put on Facebook. Yeah, and yeah. Of, of you and Darwin mm-hmm. himself. It looked like he was actually there. <laughs> <laughs> a real life size car- cardboard cutout of Darwin to you to take pictures with. That was the show. That was it. That was it. Right. Wow. No, that's no, not that much. Was, <laughs> uh, when, when we arrived, there was a very long line. Uh, lots of parents and children standing in line for cake. Uh, we oh, weren't of course, so, birthday cake. Of right. Course. We weren't so keen on the cake, uh, so we went ahead and bypassed that line and uh, walked around to the various uh, exhibits and displays that they had. Um, there were several uh, posters uh, displaying some of uh, the key aspects of Charles Darwin's theories and work in the field. Uh, he studied populations of finches and uh, was trying to... Uh, discover a correlation or or a, uh, how the the bird's appearances and their beak shapes uh, reflected how they interacted with their environment and what their main food sources were and things like that um, and that, that that changed the well that changed the way their beeps were shaped because of that right. well, his, yeah. that was his yeah. theory that was yeah. his theory okay that uh, competition made the ones with the beaks shaped in a particular way, advantageous to those who weren't. That makes sense, yeah. Um, He's a pretty smart man. <laughs> it, it was one of a number of theories of the time uh, that we learned about. Uh, another uh, w- uh, scientist who, his name escapes me, believed that it was... Uh, he, his theory seems very similar, but environmental uh, impacts that the birds were able to reach the food more easily would cause them to to ad- adapt ad- adapt and, and um, or procreate evolve, more easily <laughs> procreate more easily I guess and so so his his theory was that it was uh, uh, they they would adapt against uh, uh, environment the environment versus competition with other birds and it seems kind of you know what? What's the difference, right? You're, you're you're framing a different way, but you're talking about the same thing. I get. Yeah, I, I figured. I mean, if but you adapt, to, if you adapt to your environment, then you survive better and longer. Right. You know. Versus whatever traits you have are passed on. Versus yeah. your your advantage against your your neighbor mm-hmm. uh, will will let you survive longer. Like I said, it's it's sort of saying the it's same a very thing. Very fine line. But yeah. scientists like to argue. Right. That's, that's why they got into this business, I guess. Right. And uh, <laughs> something that really struck me about about uh, Darwin's observations was that he was kind of the f- the first scientist that I know of, I'm not sure of the first scientist ever, who uh, developed a, a really broad theory about how uh, species sort of work together and develop together to be not just in competition, but also... Uh, complementary to one another so for example he found this particular type of lily in the in the forest and it had a very long uh tube before you could reach the the nectar and so he thought to himself well obviously if this exists there has to exist a pollinator to reach that, down that in can there. reach okay. down in there like a hummingbird so um he found a moth actually oh, a moth. that had a very okay. long proboscis well he knew that there were similar moths in england uh, with with fairly long ones to match the flowers that okay. uh, were in England, uh, but this one was was which was longer. Stamen is it? 
And so he assumed, well, there must be another moth that matches with this with this flower. So, so this he he was the first person to to really begin to develop the the picture that most of us have now of nature as being this very interconnected. Um, like an like an, ecos- like an ecosystem, complicated system, <laughs> right? It's it's not just competition. It's not just evolution. It's you know this these think, things all interact they each together other to and they need yeah. each other. Yeah. So that was like, that was yeah. really cool. And and um, there were there were uh, maker things there. You could make a dinosaur out of uh, you cut it out of paper and put it together. And there was a dinosaur dig where there was uh, these big pans full of dirt that you could mm-hmm. dig through and find dinosaur bones. So it was very, very kid-friendly. Very interactive. Sounds like it, yeah. Uh, they had micro- microscopes and uh, so you could see all sorts of horrible little things that live in creek water. <laughs> yeah, they got some water from the creek and they, they stuck a yeah, this microscope is in, your in creek. it. Ooh. And they just, yeah, they watched little critters running around in there. Okay. Um, I don't think I really want to know. Skulls, uh, fossil, fossil skulls and uh, skulls of modern creatures sort of compared side by side to see um, what changes have taken place over thousands of years. Yeah, tell them about the alligator. The alligator. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what about the alligator? <laughs> they they had an alligator uh, jawbone there that was probably a good five feet long, at least. The jawbone alone. The jawbone alone, just that's from the from the hinge bone. of the jaw yeah. to the to the tips of the of that's, the front. That's teeth. a big. That's a big head. Right. And then next to it, they had a skull of a modern alligator that was more like maybe a foot and a half. Wow. And it was the whole skull. And so you could sort of turn it on its side and compare the two jaws, which the jaws have not changed very much as far as and shape. shape okay. But just the scale is much, <laughs> much yeah. bigger back very, then. That's probably Jurassic Park. I mean, the teeth alone were... were God. Probably the size of my thumb, easily. Twice the size of your thumb. Yeah. I was like, that's what, a big mouth. Which only tells me that there are other creatures big enough... For this thing to want to eat, right? It, they had to be, yeah. In order for him to be able to eat them, <laughs> yeah. anything our size, it it's just not worth it to him. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, what else was there? Um, so there were a lot of a lot of kid friendly stuff. They had a lot of uh, uh, insects, you know, on pins, uh, displaying a diversity of different types of insects. And then they had one box comparing insects to uh, the the uh, closest similar Pokemon. <laughs> so you could compare, okay, this is what a real, the real insect looks like. And this is a Pokemon. The Butterfree that you're collecting outside. Um, That's funny. And the Beedrill could, does not actually come from Kakuna in real life. That's wrong. Of course not, but it's Pokemon. It's fantasy. <laughs> but see, that's funny. Well, that sounds like a good time. Would you recommend this next year for people? Yeah, yes, absolutely. The one thing that I think they were missing were people in costumes. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't go. And uh, it, it was it was educational, even though it was it was mostly uh, kid targeted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot out of it. Um, were they? Were they? We were very childish, <laughs> of um, course. And you were in costume. Did you get any 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 kind of reaction to you being in costume there? Or they just ignored you? Not really. Just like, okay. Which doesn't usually happen. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to compete with uh, alligator. This is true. Jaw, four foot, (laughs) five foot long. This Um, is very true. And they did have some adult uh, continuing education lectures and things like that. Okay. Um, 
We actually attended one, which I guess we could get college credit for if we're uh, <laughs> looking for that sort of thing, um, about uh, uh, different sort of uh, sexual signaling between... Oh, my. Uh, yes. <laughs> he- he- <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the animal kingdom. In the animal know. kingdom. Oh, when, right, right, right. Uh, you know, how... To, how does competition shape this? How does biology shape this, et cetera? And that was very fascinating. It reminds me, you know that one, that one bird that that basically when he, he spreads out, he looks like a big circle and he bounces around. Oh back yeah, and forth. yeah. I saw a commercial where there was a guy in a costume walks up to a woman and does that. He does that. He's, he spreads his arms and he has a, he has a costume on like that bird. <laughs> Dances around and runs away. It was really funny. I don't. I'm pretty sure it was staged, but it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so that, that's that's so next year consider that yeah we'll, definitely. We'll consider, definitely consider getting another group together and trying again next year for his it, next it birthday didn't, it didn't cost anything to get in that's even better yeah and there was free cake oh free cake but there was a long line but well that sure. happens when there's free cake if we had gotten there earlier we could have gotten right up in front of, of the line in front of cake. all the children <laughs> be like hi kids we got your cake uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay and also there's a Pokestop Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it might be in a different place next next year. That's true. Um, but that sounds like it, would, it sounds like it was interesting. But it, anyway, so. it was. It was cool. Um, I think it would be cool to see more uh, more uh, more booths, more more di- things <laughs> oh, for a second, on they display. Said booths. <laughs> uh, w- well, uh, there was a there was a uh, uh, RPG. Uh, oh right, the guy. caveman. There, I've seen game. him. I've seen him at different uh, at different places, like mm-hmm. um, the Here Be Monsters Con. He was there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's still out there pushing his product. Good for him. Well, you know, it, it, it and it matches. It fits, yeah, it, it fits his the, fit. the the theme of the area of the of the event. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's cool. All right, well, so we'll, we'll we'll consider that next year for sure. So today we were looking for content to talk about. And there was a message on our Facebook page from a gentleman, or well, I don't know if it's a gentleman, it could be a woman, because it is, says Victorian Vigilante. <laughs> Hello, Victorian Vigilante. <laughs> Actually lives in Tijeras, New Mexico. There's a New Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> what, what's wrong with the old one? Do we have to build a wall around it? <laughs> no, no, let's not have any of that talk. Yes, yes, this is not the forum for that. There are vigilantes in New Mexico. I have proof. <laughs> but is it Victorian? <laughs> this is a Victorian vigilante. Bad hombres. <laughs> so, out of curiosity, sent a message to us on our Facebook page and asked us if we'd been to the Steampunk Saloon here in Austin. And if we had done review and we, apparently listened to all our podcasts <laughs> before. Wow. Um, I, I don't re- I think I thought we mentioned it at one point in the past. I don't know. We didn't do an official review, but we might have mentioned it. We should do that then. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Excuse <laughs> us while we take a break and go over to yep. Steampunk Saloon. We'll be right Come back. back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we're back. <laughs> okay. So it hasn't changed much. It, well, it has changed, but not a, a bit. Okay, so we, we did have we did have a, a uh, little gathering at the Steam Sunk Saloon. Wow, it was like last year. Been a while, yeah. At some point, uh, with the Austin Steampunk Society, and everybody came out and they had a super great time. And the uh, manager brought us shots. Nice, super great time. Did I say yes? <laughs> um, and they were happy to see us, and and everything went went quite well. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we we had a good time just to sort of scope it out and, and see what it was about. And uh, it's a bar. It <laughs> and, and we went back today 
to see the, if it, anything had changed because we really haven't been back much since. Right. Because <laughs> I mean, it essentially boils down to a sports bar with an attempt at steampunk decor. There's a few things that are steampunk on the walls. I, I think they've... I like their taps. They kind of look nice. <laughs> yeah, they, they use a lot of... of uh, uh, Natural steel, woods. rust patina, mm-hmm. and, and natural woods in their in their decor. Uh, they've got the the copper plate ceiling. Is that mm-hmm. copper? Steel? I don't know. <laughs> Looks coppery. Uh, old timey. <laughs> <laughs> they have some old timey looking lights here and there. Yeah, I, I think those. Uh, a lot of those are new uh, since the last time we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes, but it comes down to in, in the bar, there are big screen TVs. And guys watching football and video games line, scattered throughout. You know, a modern, lot of like, a lot of the video games uh, cases have been sort of steampunked up. Somewhat so they, the the, bas- the the basketball one was mm-hmm. was not really a video game per se, but the little that game. I didn't look right. at the skee ball game very well. No, the skee ball game was just regular skee ball yeah. game. Uh, and then outside, they've added uh, sort of a covered area since the first time we went mm-hmm. there. They've built added a, built a stage, and then there's a stage between the two. It uh, looks like permanent food trucks at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there's no wheels on so one of them, for there's sure. One so. <laughs> that, there's a food truck that serves uh, seafood and uh, uh, lobster, I believe. Uh-huh, yeah. And then uh, the other food truck is a barbecue truck. <laughs> for, so. for all your fine dining experiences. Right. And, and they have a pretty decent beer selection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You um, can't kind of can't get very far in Austin these days without having... A, a good selection of craft beers. I, Especially I with all the breweries running around town. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so no complaints there. Um, nice porch area to sit and when, when we've been there in the past, uh, during uh, night hours, even on a Tuesday, uh, they were fairly busy and it was hard to get uh, service. But yeah. this afternoon, that wasn't a problem. Nope, we no problem at all. Got our beers. First Sunday afternoon, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, that, I guess that means that they're they're going to stick around. They've poured a lot of, of time and money into putting together this steampunk aesthetic in the building. I, I'm pretty satisfied with what they've done so far. I, I, I think it's, it's still it just still screams sports bar to me. So well, <laughs> too much. So it, it is a sports bar because they. I know that's how they make their money. I know. I know. Stay in I'm, business. But, um, but you know. But on, on that on on that. Um, leading from there, I mean, he, our, our Victorian vigilante also asked us or suggested, hey, why don't we talk about what our dream steampunk bar would be? Looks like we're ahead of ourselves. I mean, <laughs> did you like the bar? Uh, it, for, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, alrighty then. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, sometimes like, you know, especially because the location is downtown. You know, I'm not yeah. going to go downtown just to go to that bar kind of thing. You know, but if I were already downtown, sure, I'll stop in and have a beer. <laughs> Kind of. Erica, did you like the bar? <laughs> well, I've been going to that location since it was Opal's, so I'm I'm kind of I'm a bit fond of that area of Sixth Street. It's kind of nice to just sit and people watch and and um, you know and see see how Austin is growing. You can definitely look look around and see all the the new buildings going up, and you know it's got a youthful fun exciting happening kind of vibe yes, to it youthful that's it i'm a commercial old man now that's what's going the, on oh, you mean the, the hol- college hipster crowd <laughs> I, moving I into all the, the con- well they are pretty people the condos. Them. <laughs> somebody's gotta do it <laughs> i mean I'm does in- that mean you did like it yeah i like it your experience i like it just fine um you know i don't get downtown much but 
if I were downtown, like Flavio said, I would definitely stop in. Okay, all right. How yeah, about uh, you? What did you? I'm obviously sounds I, like you liked it. <laughs> I have high hopes for the future. I, I really like the direction they're going with the with the decor, and like I said, I think they're putting a lot of effort into it. Uh, the additions that I saw since last year when we went, uh, there's now a, a stage in the back mm-hmm. and yep. uh, more nice looking lighting. Yep. Uh, they're going in a direction that I like. Um, yeah, the, addi- the additions I saw were looked just made it more sports bar-y. <laughs> I mean, with the with the pool tables and that that Connect Four and the Connect the Four Jenga. was already there. I didn't see Jenga that was already time. there. They they do have uh, uh, pool tables in an un- in an awkward place right now, um, but that might change in the future as they're building an upstairs. Um, I don't know. I don't know what their plans are. Uh, I hope for the best. Uh, we have. I and and uh, Russ Argo, the the, the, the man, the facilitator, the um, have both tried to reach out to uh, the Steampunk Saloon management to ask them about having events at the at the site, or if they're already having events, what are they doing so we can right. be sure to show up? Right. And we've gotten no response. And that's at yeah, all. bad communication. That's um, not good. Yeah, which doesn't bode particularly well. But maybe they just have their hands full with all the construction that they've been doing. I don't know. Possibly. I, I want to like them. <laughs> but I want to. It's been over a year, and they still haven't got their top deck done. It's been over a year, and they're still doing business. That That's says something for a bar Yeah, for 6th Street, yeah. 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 They, they do tend to turn around a lot pretty fast back down there. And it would be nice to see the staff uh, dressed a little more steampunkish. Yeah. yeah, it's not that difficult, for especially for the men. So now we're getting into the topic yeah, you yeah, wanted now, to talk about. Yeah, now let's go. What's our, what would our dream steampunk bar look like or be? Um, yeah. <laughs> there would be parking. There would be parking. <laughs> yeah, that would be parking. Um, yeah, this one only had street parking, and the city wants to charge you uh, if they let you park at all. Uh, they cut off certain areas near there that you have to park in the neighborhood. That kind of blows. Yeah, probably the neighbors don't like that much. Well, they shouldn't have <laughs> moved there. True. <laughs> So what um, would so what would you want if you if you have, if you were to make a steampunk bar what would you start with how would you start putting it together so if we assume that uh, money's no object <laughs> that I don't have to worry about making money and I don't have to have a sports bar right I would stop pumping the the, the uh, jukebox classic rock and roll music through the pipes as loud as possible <laughs> that, that yeah that, that, got, yeah, that did get annoying um, I like music um, there's there's plenty of of bands that fit the steampunk motif that are still popular and interesting which we'll have other episodes for about i'm yep. sure um <laughs> that's the plan but van halen doesn't really fit where where we're where we're sitting the acdc though i like acdc it was weird <laughs> it doesn't quite fit although <laughs> as we were talking about when we were there it's like you know making start making automatons for the stage and hook them up to the jukebox and have you know kind of like Chuck E. Cheese back in you know with how they had those puppets and up there that that amuses me uh, quite so a bit. wouldn't that you know so ACDC would be more steampunk if it was coming out of a bunch of automatons wouldn't it <laughs> no no sure would fantastic <laughs> that would be awesome and then just add a little bit of pop and fizzle to the speakers to make it sound like an old timey record player regardless <laughs> of what's coming out of the jukebox I, I like it yes <laughs> I like it. So we'll have some, yeah. So we were talking about, since there's a stage, and we started talking about bands, then we started talking about automaton bartenders. 
right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it turned into automaton band because <laughs> you could have a player piano. Yes, I, uh, I definitely a, like the player piano. A idea. robot uh, playing the player piano that looked like steampunk Elton John. Elton John. <laughs> we I now need steampunk Elton John in my life. <laughs> I don't even care about the bar. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, as for the core, I would definitely want a little bit more, I don't know, piping. And if possible, maybe some steam coming here and there. Maybe not a whole lot of steam, just some steam like behind the bar when like when they pull it, when they pour some beer, maybe a little puff of steam come out the top, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's nitro. <laughs> you know, I, just, I would like to see uh, kinetic sculptures, yeah. uh, you know, gears and things that actually work and move and do things that you can see. Uh, for example, there's a uh, Main Street Station bar in Las Vegas has uh, ceiling fans that are belt driven and yeah. you can look up and you can see the the, the big ceiling fan uh, blades that are sort of shaped like sort of an organic flower mm-hmm. or plant leaf shape. And they're all belted and then, together. And they're all belt they're all uh, put together on one kind of long pipe and then there's a belt that drives them and that's really cool looking and it's just you it's know, functional I, and it's it, but it's got kind of a turn of the century uh feel to it i think i saw the same uh system of of belted fans in loss in uh new orleans mm. uh and some of the restaurants i and think so art studios yeah, there you mentioned it yeah um and yeah, yeah. I mean, they totally fit the New Orleans turn of the century look. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. Then we were talking about having an upstairs, more loungy area, well, with a dress code required. <laughs> well, you know, if if we were yeah, like doing said, exactly what we wanted, exactly. That's what this is. Upstairs, what, what we, what, you know. dress code, um, humidor, and cognac bar. Oh yeah, definitely. So you could go up there and and smoke cigars away from uh, people who wouldn't be interested in in getting smoked out. Yep. Um, Austin does not let you do that, which is really frustrating for those of us who like cigars. Definitely. Uh, You cannot smoke indoors, um, and it's either too effing hot or too cold (laughs) to smoke outdoors. Yep. Um, So so I was thinking, as myself, like a lot of those smoking lounges back in the day or lodges or whatever you want to call them, they had taxidermy animals. I don't want taxidermy animals. I want people, sculptors, and to make steampunk type looking animals <laughs> as if it was a hunting lodge. And we hunted, and these are our trophies, the steampunk animals sculptures. Would you want them to sing? <laughs> no, that's no, that's a little bit too so much weird. there. That's best for downstairs on the, at the, <laughs> at the on stage. <laughs> but I mean, you know, in a, in a, in a taxidermy type setting but sculptures of you know steampunk creatures you know <laughs> so like a big moose head yeah and yeah with goggles the, on or something <laughs> and then a wall and then the other side of the wall there's the rest of the moose that would be awesome yeah <laughs> unicorn we definitely need a unicorn definitely. head on the wall yeah <laughs> that would be part of the player piano <laughs> <laughs> the whole unicorn okay yeah it, <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of right. want that too. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so you know, if money was no object, that's the kind of stuff we would want. Obviously, it looks like. And then maybe kind of a mix of gas lights and Edison bulbs. Yeah, just definitely. to kind of kind of give it that you know we're we're in that space between the the old and the new when we were it was still when, changing when everyone over, was yeah. transitioning from from 
gas gas lights to Edison bulbs. So just just to kind of visually clue you in that we're on this we're in this kind of twilight time. So we don't have to worry about gas lights burning the place to the ground because this is our fantasy? <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, then yes. sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gas lights are totally safe. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> I've seen them on occasion, some places. New Orleans yeah. had a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, but so like around the outside and on the patio and things like that have gas lights. Mm-hmm. But so, so that, that, that sounds pretty fun to me. We just need the money. <laughs> So, if you, could, you have a lot of money yes. and you would like to uh, get involved in this, uh, this <laughs> project adventure, that yeah. we are going to, <laughs> contact us offline. <laughs> we will gladly accept your cash. Yes, Facebook, Texas Steampunk Connection. <laughs> Just uh, <to> PM us. <laughs> right. So, that would be our, that, that sounds like our dream bar, you know, and sounds fun to me. I would go. You know <laughs> what else we need? What do we need? Uh... Uh, on-site brewing so we'd be a brew club yeah I, and that's not that's not even ridiculous i mean no. we've, we've been to it's, it's, it's done. micro brews and, and breweries it's all over the place and you know those big old tanks mm-hmm. copper looking and like like now the one we have in, pipes like, around like for a main, reason like main street station is exactly what that is you know mm-hmm. in, yeah. in vegas <laughs> yeah those copper big copper tanks yeah we can, yeah. That sounds great to me. We just have to find a brewmaster. We know some. Yeah, but he has his own brewery, which is True. why we know. But he's him. willing to teach us. I, if I we bug him enough, that. if we bug him enough, he'll say, "Fine, nice." Stop asking. Call. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, so I hope that answered your question, vigilante, Virginia vigilante. No, 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 no Victorian vigilante. Victorian sorry, vigilante. my bad. I'm Virginia. That sorry, I'm sorry. New I'm sorry. Mexico. In New Mexico, which is baffling to me that we have someone in New Mexico <laughs> listening to us. It baffles me that anyone is listening to us. But we love you guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Remember, 200 <laughs> likes. We're going for 200 likes. We're so close. Hey, on the way back from uh, the Steampunk Bar, we passed another bar. Yes. Of course, we were on our way to do other things by then, but uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll review it in a, in a future. Was it the Roosevelt Lounge? No. Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, I believe that's what it was called, the Roosevelt and when Lounge. We, yeah, looking at the Yelp reviews and things they were saying, it's pretty it, close. Sounds like pretty close to what we want. <laughs> it, it seemed a lot closer to uh, what we were looking for with uh, signature uh, cocktails and um, and hoity-toity and staff. Maybe I don't know. Chairs, I think I heard. <laughs> Obviously, yes. it's still no smoking inside because Austin. Ah, Austin. Red but. velvet. Red velvet. Everything. <laughs> Perfect. I don't know what to expect. It was very yeah, I mean, dark when we drove by. Yeah, we drove by, and on the painting, on painted outside was a skull with a top hat. I mean, come on. <laughs> yes, and I hear that Wednesday is whiskey night. Perfect. Roosevelt, so we'll definitely have to check that out. And we are the we are the Roosevelt Adventuring Society, so we have to go if it has Roosevelt in the name. Certainly, right. certainly. <laughs> come on. Top hats all around. Yes. Oh, well, that was fun. Now what? Okay, so we have a few more things that we can talk about real quick here. Okay. I'm going to talk briefly about a podcast. It was actually, I saw I, I saw this podcast, somebody posted a link on Facebook. It might have been on, this, on our Texas, on, not on our page, but it was on Austin Steampunk, or one of the many Steampunk pages I'm part of. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, some of you probably already heard of it, but it's Sage and Savant podcast. This is 
a fun podcast. It's basically it's a female scientist. I would go so far as to call her a mad scientist. <laughs> Named Sage and her assistant Savant, who's obviously in love with her, but she doesn't seem to notice. But anyway, that's besides the point. So it's a it's a radio show. It's a radio show. Yes, live action radio live action radio show. It's a play kind of thing. And she has somehow discovered a way accidentally to transfer her con- their consciousness into past lives. Kind of like Quantum Leap. Remember Quantum Leap that old yeah. TV show? Yeah. <laughs> I don't if, you know if you're young and you haven't heard of Quantum Leap out there, it was an old TV show. Look it up. It was really good. Um, Scott Bakula. Scott is my Bakula, hero. he was they were sending his mind back into the past into other people's bodies and <laughs> Wacky and, and wacky things stuff. happen. Yes. So yeah, they're doing similar things. They're sending their they're sending their brains or minds back in the past, and finding themselves in different in different bodies. Actually, one time they went to the future on accident as well. So it's not just the past with them. <laughs> but, okay. But it's just fun. And there's a narrator who kind of reminded me of the narrator from the new show series of unfortunate events. How he's sitting there talking to you and Mean-tick. telling you. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> but you know, but in that in in the in that show, he sits there and he's talking to you, kind of telling you the story, what's going on, and making comments on the side and this and that and everything. They have they have a similar commentator on this okay. show. So is he like really deadpan? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, a cool. lot, a lot okay. of it. Um, so it's just really entertaining. I've only listened to three or four of them, and there's like nine out right now. So I'm not I'm not all completely caught up. But I find it really entertaining. The the pro- the production's really good. They got a lot of you know background. You know the 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 no- special effects sounds and everything they got all that down so not like this yeah well, no they're not just talking they're <laughs> acting and, and but high production value yes, yes not, sounds not like, like this it. not like this <laughs> <laughs> we are not high production value no <laughs> but we're working on it i'm working hey we've expanded i have a brand new mixer that up, takes up to four mics it's like twice as big as the last it's one. definitely twice as big i had to go to a bigger bag <laughs> to carry everything now Get off topic, though. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but I highly recommend it. Sage and Savant podcast. I'm sure you can find it on iTunes and all the other podcast outlets. Um, but that was it. I just wanted to put a quick shout out for that. And okay. also looking for things to do. We just watched a movie. Yeah, let's do a review. <laughs> okay. We that's, watched... that's why we didn't stop at the Roosevelt Saloon. Yes, we uh, decided we wanted to come watch a movie. Lounge. Yes. Came home. Watch movie. We should put in a soundbite from the trailer here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the thing about the greatest of the greatest. Yes. No one has ever been as great as they are in the world's greatest comedy, The Great Race. It's the greatest. Yes, yes. It was an. It's a The Great Race. This is an older movie. When was it made? 1965. 1965. 1965. The Great Race. <laughs> this movie. Well, they 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 build it as a comedy. <laughs> So, yes, they did. It was funny. I laughed, but I don't think I was laughing for the reasons they wanted us to laugh. <laughs> uh, let, let, let's start by saying The Great Race is akin to and probably predates anything else I've seen as far as uh, race movies. Right. So Cannonball Run is probably the most uh, well-known, mm-hmm. but there were a number of race movies that came before that. Uh, uh, Daring Young Men and their... Flying Machines, uh, which we'll probably watch and review later. Um, <coughs> Cannonball Run, uh, Rat Race came out um, maybe ten or less years ago. Uh, and there, there, there are a lot of these. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Sort of, there's one that I mentioned uh, back in the '70s called the Gumball Rally. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, do you remember gum isn't uh, chewing gum? Um, oh, there was this 1980s style college. Uh, um, movie 
Um, darn. Uh, I'll I'll look it up. Anyway, uh, yeah, it was it's basically it, it was a fun movie. They were they were gonna race from New York to Paris. In in cars in cars it's an automobile race and you know the main character the hero had this these these people well a car company make a custom car for him to make to prove that America makes the best cars and of course, obviously of course yes <coughs> excuse me I'm sorry people I'm, I have a cough here thank you for the water continue quickly uh, let's see uh, so the uh, the 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 hero is definitely the hero, and he's all in white, yes. and his car is beautiful white with red white interior. tires. <laughs> white everything. Everything was white. He pulled out a rope, and it was white. <laughs> all of his, his luggage was white. And the villain, uh, played by Jack Lemmon, who's awesome. He's, and uh, Peter, Peter Falk as his sidekick. Young Peter Falk. Very young Peter Falk. As far as I could tell, his eyes were both pointing in the same direction the whole time. <laughs> But they're all in black, right? <laughs> but he right. had, but he had the coolest car, I think. Although, I mean, the, the hero's card was beautiful and sleek. Tony Curtis. And Tony Curtis. It was beautiful and sleek, and the hero car. I mean, the villain car was black and and threatening, and it had. But he had all these gadgets and stuff in it. It was cool. <laughs> they had a smoke screen. They had a. It, it, it elevated, <laughs> and they had a gun, a cannon, in yep. front of it. <laughs> If you remember, if you're old enough to remember Dirk Dastardly mm-hmm. uh, in the Wacky Racers uh, uh, from uh, cartoons, um, yep, Hanna Barbera, yep, uh, and his his th- that group of characters followed from previous cartoons. I remember f- as far back as from Catch me. the Pigeon, uh, <laughs> where they're World War One. You know, nasty Germans trying to catch the carrier pigeon, taking messages uh, across uh, right. the lines. But Jack Lemmon playing Dirt Dastardly. Yes, it, it, it turned. It was it was a live action cartoon, is what this movie turned into, and it was hilarious because it was. I mean, all the tropes that I saw in the cartoons happened to these villains. You know? it's like, yeah, yeah, it was funny in the pie in the face style of funny. Exactly. But like I said, Wally Coyote funny. Yeah, yeah. I was. I mean, like I said, I was laughing, but I don't think I was laughing at the reasons they wanted us to laugh. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the at the at the craziness, the silliness. And then of there it. was a really interesting sort of subplot involving women's lib yep. and the suffragette movement, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> that was probably the most the most fascinating part of of the film. I thought. <laughs> um, uh, so obviously, women's suffrage was was uh, a hot topic in the turn of the century mm-hmm. women fighting for their rights to vote and then in 1965 when this movie came out women were fighting for their rights to work uh, equal right. pay equal work equal rights amendment uh, which did not pass <laughs> oops but uh, you know just, just trying to get jobs male oriented jobs like newspaper reporters uh, or what have you that's that's the the character in this movie, so they're sort of Natalie ad- Wood. Ooh, so hot! Yeah, she's beautiful. She's a goofball, and she changed and, and she changed so she changed outfits so much through the whole movie. It's like all different oh, colors. Of course, it's crazy. <laughs> and yeah, she she got a job as a reporter through. I, does she use her feminine wiles to get her job? I'm not really sure how she got the job. She flashed she, some leg and got leg the job up past the knee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, naughty. <laughs> Stunned, stunned the man into signing the, the, the hiring paper. <laughs> but that was hilarious. But uh, fascinating that that 
that the similar arguments for for women's liberation still happening um, today still happening today a little different a little bit different nuance but yeah yeah it's, it's the same and and uh, the question of consent still remains yeah there was this big there's ever there were a couple of scenes where the the hero kisses the the heroine and she smacks him across the face and he's like i thought you were a liberated woman and she said i am a liberated woman but that doesn't mean that you get to go kissing me without my consent and i thought that was just amazing (laughs) generally i thought they handled that really really well um except that she just spent five whole minutes singing him this beautiful love ballad obviously directed at him yeah i hear there's a tree in the forest somewhere (laughs) (laughs) he acquiesces he comes over he says you know what maybe this thing is is all right i concede to your (laughs) argument and then he kisses her and and then shrek she slaps him yep although i feel i feel he was a little let on um so you feel that that uh i i i'm not i'm not saying that there were some mixed signals yes (laughs) yes uh how when when do you know there's consent but i guess that's the i would like to kiss you now is that is that how that happens never once has a woman said that to me (laughs) well maybe that's something that needs to happen that 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 people should get used to asking or requesting you know i would like to kiss you would you like to kiss me this would be a really nice time to have a kiss. Can you, what do you can, think? Can, can, can you sign this paper saying that you're giving me? You know, so as you can okay, see, your lawyer and my lawyer will meet for lunch. And the debate and conversation continues to this very day, <laughs> which is kind of a sad state of affairs for <laughs> that we haven't progressed much very far in some respects. But anyway, overall, I liked the movie. It was fun. So it had gadgets. It had uh, airships. <clears throat> It had uh, hotter balloons. Oh, yeah. It had submarines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Oh man, what I find hilarious is the, you know the bad the, the villain. They had that 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 bicycle balloon thing in the air. They're pedaling and they're going forward, and they stop pedaling and they just stay there. They don't drop. They don't. Fl- they just. They just stopped in midair right, they, when because, they stopped pedaling. Because they're stopping to spy on, uh, <laughs> on the great Leslie. <laughs> it's just hilarious. I, I really enjoyed the the. Uh, the opening credits and how they they very, made it very much feel like you're in a, a theater. You're, you're in the theater in the turn of the century, and and the the credits are going by in these these uh, little little slides slides, uh, which which I remember my grandparents using to show their vacations. They had their vacation slides up <laughs> on the wall. So you got ching ching yeah. Oh, that was upside down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, I. This is very... <laughs> I'm familiar, yes. Um, it should be warned, this movie does run about two and a half hours. It had an intermission, even. Intermission at an hour and a half. Um, so that 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 should be... One should <laughs> well, be aware also, coming but, into but, it. But it also included the intro music for people to enter the theater and take their seats. And it included the exit music for people to get up and leave the theater. <laughs> I thought that was fascinating, too. This movie was definitely intended just for seeing in the theater. Yep. This was not going to be on a video cassette, because in 1965, such things were not... No. Were not done. No, not then. (laughs) 
So in the middle of this race caper flick, they uh, they run into a a uh, small kingdom that's having oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is where the race kind of stops for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and sort of get involved in this plot to overthrow the the rightful king of the or the rightful prince of the land and uh, install sort of a puppet government and they have to foil this plot before <laughs> yes, they can continue yeah, their a race. Dairy rescue and all kinds of stuff going See, on. Yeah, they totally lift from the prince and the pauper, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it was just a bizarre like what happened to the race? You know, what this is a different <laughs> we're just watching a different movie now all of a sudden. <laughs> well they all had to join forces to to save their buddies and, and foil the bad guys and defeat Baron von Stupp. Von Stupp? <laughs> Just, the, yeah. This is a family show. Come on. <laughs> and there was also a, a brief interlude in the small town, uh, possibly in Texas or Wyoming or Montana or somewhere, yeah. uh, called Boracho, Texas. Boracho, the city. The city's Boracho. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have no idea where this was. There was a guy named Texas Pete. Texas Pete, the bad guy. <laughs> and he catches uh, his best girl smooching on 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 our hero. The hero. And he's not too pleased with it. And what, what was the... Uh... He shouts, fiddle-dee-dee! Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> Such a foul-mouthed oh, no, villain. Yeah. My God. <laughs> but yeah, so a big brawl breaks out, and the saloon gets torn to pieces, and it was it was crazy-ass fight. It was fun. <laughs> long fight, though. I think it went on a lot longer than it should the, have. The brawl went on for a long time. The pie fight went on for a long time. <laughs> yeah. they, they drew out the gags a little bit longer than modern audiences might be patient for. But it was yeah. There was a lot of stuff that really could have fun. could have hit the cutting room floor that'd been fine. <laughs> Singing, so, but overall, I liked it. I mean, overall, I don't. Was it steampunk? Barely. I mean, it was there. They had the gadgets from the bad guys with his car. You know, and it was a really cool car. The gadgets on it were awesome. You know, they had the smoke screen. They had the cannon. They, they it, it it elevated for whatever reason. I guess because they can try to drive over stuff. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It had that little heating element in the front, which I didn't really see work much. But <laughs> looked like that's a, right. It never worked. Yeah, it had uh, a battery ram. It looked more like a battery ram to me. But <laughs> fantastic cast, great actors. Yeah. Well, Jack Lemmon. <laughs> everybody good. else is okay, but Jack Lemmon was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought they were all great, and yet, I mean, honestly, for for sort of a leading lady type. Um, she did a really good job with with the comedy. I thought she had a she had good timing and a good uh, sense of of how to present the the humor. Uh, yeah, I thought role. I thought uh, she had a very well developed f- uh, character. Yeah, um, yeah. She she, she was, was interesting. She wasn't just like a cardboard cutout uh, uh, heroine or or. or uh, well, her part was very well written. In yeah. addition, and in addition to how well she acted it, it was you know there was actually more to it than just you know wacky girl character cheesecake. Cheesecake. Although they did have a obligatory obligatory yes. her swimming in a pond in her skivvies. <laughs> you know, I'm not complaining. <laughs> Which about back that then at all. that was pretty racy. You know, yes. I mean, she wasn't naked, but she was in her her under skivvies or whatever they were. It was nice. A few times. She's very pretty. But, yeah. Yeah. You, you and, of course, you know, of course, the hero, yeah, the hero had to take off his shirt at least once, right? Right, right. For the, for the sword fighting scene. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about the shaving? Oh, yeah. Manly man. So, yeah, there's this scene where, where he's, you know, freshening up in the woods, and uh, they're drying their clothes after the pie fight, of course. 
And so she's like you in, do. she's she's wearing a toga made out of the the white blanket that he just happens to keep in his car because of course. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and and he's I know over. what that car's for. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's over. He's got a mirror uh, mounted to a tree, and he's shaving. While smoking a pipe. Yes, very manly. <laughs> this is the manliest thing I have ever seen in my life. So manly. But he wasn't completely shirtless in that scene, though. He was wearing a tank top of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was, it was very interesting. Very interesting, indeed. He's a very manly man, of course, yes. That's how I'm going to shave from now on. Yes. While smoking your pipe? Yeah, absolutely. Right, awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, okay. and he was shaving with a straight razor, which I will not be doing from now on. No? That scares the heck out of me. <laughs> okay. I understand that takes a bit of practice. No straight razor. Got it. <laughs> okay, so there, there's the great race. Uh, overall, like I said, I liked it. It was it, it kind of barely fit the steampunk, but, you know, well, it'll pass for the I, day. I thought it, I thought it was... It was close Fantastic, enough. considering there was no such thing as steampunk at the time. This is true. Um, and, and I liked it, the fact that uh, I'd never heard of it before. And if you're listening, you've probably never heard of this before either, unless you're, like, old as the hills. <laughs> or really into <laughs> classic movies. Okay. All right. All right. Then you know that it's good already. Um, of course, I don't think it was an Oscar winner back in the day, but it was, it was fun. <laughs> What'd you think, Erica? <laughs> I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I'm not really sure how steampunk it is. I, it had goggles. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes it steampunk right there. Yeah. And, yeah. and crazy gadgets. <laughs> and uh, Big hats. Yeah. The Victorian uh, sentimentality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's two out of three. So close enough. <laughs> that's good enough, as, as I, we I say. Don't, I don't think that it was uh, what I, our third... Um, prerequisite for steampunk is it being a uh, uh, punk or no or there wasn't a whole lot of punk. anti-establishment and that was not it uh, well the, you know the villain was definitely anti-establishment <laughs> yeah but he <laughs> but he's was a, a cartoon yeah he was a cartoon it was everything hilarious. was a cartoon <laughs> it's freaking hilarious man he <laughs> uh, blew up the garage they blew up the garage twice it was just it magically fixed itself and they blew it up again it was <laughs> hilarious because <Yeah>, cartoon <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break. We'll come back with uh, what's coming up in the next few weeks, steampunk-wise, the calendar.
Okay, and we're back from our break. That was the Velveteen Band. In the West, there is a robot. That's the first song off their self-titled album back in 2015. You can, they have a website, thevelveteenband.com. We saw these people in Las Vegas, and they were fun. <laughs> they were really fun. I highly recommend them. Very bizarre. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you look at their pictures, there's a man wearing a rabbit head, and he never takes it off. It's really it's interesting. And it's a puppet show on the side. And one of the puppets sings like Tom Waits. Yep. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's the puppets that are doing the singing the entire time. <laughs> I think, well, the, the, the rabbit sings on occasion, I think. He plays trumpet. <laughs> yep. But it was, it's, they're, they're a fun band. And we saw them at the at the Las Vegas convention we went to that we've mentioned many, many times because it was yes. a really good time. So, onward. What's happening this month? This month, I have some Kickstarters. These are very important because they have time limits. The first Kickstarter I have, I, I back this one. It's called the Boston Metaphysical Society. It's a steampunk comic book, and it has Nikola Tesla and all kinds of characters, and basically they're in Boston and they're fighting mystical ob- mystical happenings. It, it sounds like a good time. I haven't read it yet, obviously, because it's a Kickstarter, but it caught my attention. And it has 18 days to go, starting from 2-12-2017. If they met their goal? They're close. They're oh, like almost oh, halfway so there. Close. Yeah, they, they, got, they got like, they want 5,000 and they're almost to 2,000 right now. Oh, that's... That's not quite not halfway, actually. Close. Well, ho- but, but they it got could be close. Days. Come on. It could be close thanks to you. Yes, I'm if hoping. This... I'm hoping. I want this comic book. Not you, Fabio. Oh, sorry. The people. Yes. We need <laughs> the people. I, I want this comic book. Let's help back it, please. Look at me. No, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> and you put a link to another one. Delia D- Delilah Blast Kickstarter? Yes. She has a Kickstarter. Uh, well, Delilah Blast is the name of the comic. Uh, Kickstarter is uh, starting on February 16th. Um, and I found that because they've got like a steampunk ev- or uh, a Facebook event notifying start, me of, yeah. of their, their launch. Um, they've already got uh, some art posted and uh, full color, strong female lead, and, and she's blue. I don't know. But, details. Oh, I will read it. Help us launch the first issue of the steampunk comic, The Lila Blast. Science runs the world, and the Earth is governed by the ESA, the Earth Science Association. Everyone is allowed to join the organization on their 16th birthday, but unfortunately for Delilah Blast, she oversleeps, missing the entrance exam and putting her dreams in jeopardy. However, when another opportunity to achieve her dream presents itself, Delilah is more than willing to ready and ready to take it, even if it means going to a dangerous alien planet to retrieve obscure technology that could change the world and Earth forever. So that sounds cool. Um, why, why is it? Is it it's science fiction or steampunk? It it is steampunk. Okay, science fiction. I mean, oh, science yeah. steampunk <laughs> okay. is science fiction. So yeah, but but it's outer space steampunk. Um. With a bit, a oh, bit. She's blue. Yes, <laughs> she, she's that's blue. okay. It looks cool. I'm definitely going to back it. I like it. I, I like comic books, obviously. Blue girls, big guns, <laughs> goggles, and giant robots. Yeah, what's not to like? <laughs> uh, I'm just pulling that from the pictures I've seen. They've already, they've already uh, inked Started up. Drawing, it yeah. looks, it looks great. Pretty nifty. I, I'm planning to back it because, like, I'm a big comic book nerd, and well, yeah, I'm, I'm a steampunk nerd. And hey, look, it's a comic book steampunk, steampunk comic book. Why would I not back it? So you have another one? I have one more. It is it is a steampunk science fiction TV pilot that they're trying to get money for. Um, they don't have any... They have some concept drawings, 
they have a story. The story. The series is about a crew of mercenaries aboard the airship, the Absinthia. It is set on the mythical planet in the future. The overall mission of the Absinthia crew, under the orders of the secret organization known as the Triangle. It's spelled funny. (laughs) A-E-N-G-L-E. Is to destroy the government. A monarchy. First mate, Commander Vaha de Cardia. An assassin for the organization receives orders to kill prominent socialite Reeve St. Clair, to whom she so happens to be married. So there's some intrigue Awkward. in there as well. So yeah, it's it's going to be a, it's gonna, they, they want to make you know I don't know if it's gonna actually be on TV TV it'll probably be on the internet doesn't really say but it you know hey anything on anything steampunk it, what, and what's it called again? It's called actually they don't really have a name for it it's just called steampunk science fiction TV pilot. Oh, okay. <laughs> they don't have a name for it yet, but it's the the the, the airship Absinthia. <laughs> it, so maybe it's going to be called the airship Absinthia. <laughs> it's a mercenary what, what's crew. What's their goal? What's that? What's their goal? Their goal is five thousand dollars, and they are one thousand seven hundred sixty-six. So mm, okay, all right. And actually, I was wrong about the last goal. They reached their last goal. The the Boston Metaphysical. Oh, good. They reached it. They um this they, comic is happening. Yeah, they, yeah, it's happening. They wanted 3,500. They've got 6,127 so far. So they they doubled. When you ask help by the from the people, you the people it. will come. See, it happened instantly. Thank you. Thank you people. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I don't know all I know about this theme, this TV pilot is what's on the Kickstarter page. I will put a link up to it. Um it it, it has a, they have strong female leads. And they're wearing goggles, and you know it. it it's you know, I'm gonna give it a try. <laughs> so there's that. Okay. All right. So that's everything on for Kickstarter. What else do we have coming up? What are we going to do this month? Well, if you were in Houston, you can consider on February 18th going to Steampunk and Chill? Steampunk Question mark. And chill. Um, Saturday, February 18th, from three to seven at Cafeza. At 1720 Houston Avenue. Um, coffee, tea, and steampunk. No real guidelines. Just meet up and have a good time. Steampunk gear not required. So I'm taking this as just a, a very um, it's, it's just informal like a, a yeah. meet and chat. Kind of, like, kind of like our beers and gears. Get together for the, the Houston steampunk community. And uh, you know those who are nearby, uh, by all means, go check them out. Meet some friends. What have you? I'm 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 assuming we have listeners in Houston. Hello, people in Houston. Hello, Houston peoples. <laughs> so there you go. If you don't, if you didn't know about it, there's there's a, there's a steampunk meetup happening. You should go check it out. What if I'm not in Houston? Well, if you're not in Houston and you are in Austin, uh, you might want to go see the White Ghost Shivers. Fun band. Yes, uh, they will be playing Central Market Westgate on February the 18th from 6.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. And this is the Central Market location at 4477 South Lamar, Austin, oh, Texas. Yeah, South Lamar one. I saw. Yes. Them, I think I saw them play the North Lamar one one time. Right. You were there, too. We were there. <laughs> yep. So, uh, so the White Ghost Shivers, always a good time. A lot of energy. Great band. Lots of fun. Sing and dance. They're great. Yeah. I mean, the South and the Central Market, they have a cafe food in there as mm-hmm. well. I mean, it's just, it's just all in all, I mean, really good food in there, too. So this sounds like a good time. Is there a cover? Uh, let's see. I very seriously doubt it. It says it is yeah. free, family-friendly fun. This yep. is their yearly Central Market South show. 
that's cool that Central Market likes them so much. So, yeah. So maybe a tip jar or something. Probably. I think that's a good idea. Or if they have CDs available, buy their CDs. why not take one home? <laughs> or t-shirts if they have them. We always want to support local artists, local music, anything that makes Austin or our local communities fun and wonderful places. We want to make sure that that keeps happening. So Yeah, yeah like I said, I, we, I remember seeing them at the North Lamar Central Market, and there was people out there dancing... You know, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was a lot of people there. It was. They had a. It was packed. Yeah, it was packed, and they. I mean, they, but they had enough room. They made enough room for people to go out there and dance and sw- kind of swing dance kind of thing. But it was kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> if you know how to do that sort of thing. Yeah, I wish I did. Um, so what's next? What is next? Well, we mentioned it before. Um, March third to the fifth, that weekend is the Wild Wild West Fest out in Tucson, Arizona, and. I'm, uh, we still haven't decided if we're going, <laughs> but I would like to. <laughs> there was some talk of, of a uh, road trip. Yep. But that is a long trip, though. It, it is a long trip, but I, I, I'm, but I'm very, I'm, I, I don't know, if, since, since I went to Seattle last year to that convention, I'm, I'm kind of thinking I want to go to at least one out-of-state convention a year. <laughs> okay. You know, but I mean, I know you guys are, are you're going to be going on a steampunk cruise in the same month, so it may be too much for you guys to go to go twice well tell me more about this convention um well it's in tucson and i'm told it's like it's it's like their 10th year i believe where's the description and i did talk to somebody who was there and they did say it's out of an old movie set town which sounds like a great venue yeah i'm looking for i'm sorry folks no it's 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 not you i just don't see it there on their facebook page um, but you're right. Uh, we talked to someone who'd been there before, and it is in a a recreation of an old west town. So it's not a, all indoors. Lots of opportunity for photography. Uh, There's and, several bands. Frenchie and the Punks. Frenchie and the Punks is going to be there. One of our favorite bands. Yep. <laughs> as well as um, I think the the Cog is Dead is going to be there as well, which is a big steampunk band. And there's, I mean, there's this special guest. Uh, I don't know who these women are. Sarah something, or I can't read this webpage. Wow. So we'll put the links up. But it, overall, I mean, it, it's been going for a while. There's an old, it's an old west town. I see a lot of makers as special guests, I, I think. Uh, Avi Rose Art. Um and you'll, you'll see her if you look on their Facebook uh, event. Uh, Tobias McCurry. He's got this beautiful-looking steampunk brass arm. Uh, clearly, he must be a, a maker. Uh, James Nethery. Um, yeah. I. You just keep on scrolling. Yeah, it's, it's, I see it's, more and more people. Like a, it's a big deal going on out there. And it's not going to be in a, in a conventional you know, convention center. Like I said, it's going to be in an old west town. Uh, yeah, yeah. French and the Punk's going to be there. There's going to be the the Cog is the dead. Cog is dead. Something a band called the Mission Creeps. Um, there's a apparently there's a horse drawn trolley all weekend. A bunch of steampunk vehicles going to be out there on display. It just sounds like all kinds of stuff going on. It just sounds like a good time. And Celtica, <laughs> Celtica, so, pipes rock. Yeah. So bagpipes and rock. What's what's the, what's the not like about that? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, other than the 15-hour drive, I'm totally there. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> and that's each way. That's, that's the only thing that's slowing us down about maybe jumping on this and going out there. But I'm tempted. I really want to. It it's just sounds like a great time. It, it would, I think maybe Frenchie and Punk will think we're stalking them. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're showing up everywhere they are in this area. <laughs> it's not like we're the only ones. True. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> But anyway, so there's that. What else is going on? Well, uh, the Cirque du Soleil is coming to Texas yes. with their show called Curios. And they were promoting this at Steampunk November because apparently it's a, a very uh, steampunk aesthetic sort of show. And I've seen a few pictures on their website and it looks really awesome. And the Cirque du Soleil is always a fantastic time. If you've never seen a Cirque du Soleil show, they're they're just amazing. It's it's YouTube it. it. You can find out on Yes, yeah, stuff on YouTube, and crazy stuff. It's fun. It's it's amazing what what people can do when they when they put their minds to it and have the physical discipline to to learn these acrobatic. Get all bendy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just and an amazing thing. So um, yeah. they're going to be in uh, Dallas in March, end of February, and all through March, and then they're going to be in Houston in April and May. And we still haven't quite decided when we're going to go. But if you go to the uh, Austin Steampunk Society Facebook page, there is a poll there. And if there is interest in uh, carpooling or caravanning, um, pick a pick an option there on the poll and we can start working on plans to go and maybe do that together. Maybe hit mm-hmm. a museum or go out to lunch or dinner while we're up there. Yeah, uh, definitely. Interact with the, with the uh, Dallas or Houston Steampunk folks. Make it a big steampunk yeah, event. Definitely, that sounds like a great plan. Thank I you mean, for setting up that that poll online, Erica. Yeah, definitely. Sure, makes things easier to figure things out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's nice to make plans, especially in advance, because we, we probably should probably start thinking about buying our tickets soon. Because I don't know, I have no idea how popular it is, but I don't want to risk it selling out on us by not buying our tickets in time. That's true too. Because that's happened to us in the past. Also, yes, <laughs> more than once. Sad to say. So yeah, let's let's get that poll done, and we'll, we'll we'll make a plan and get it done. We'll do it. We'll do this. Okay. And of course, luckily we have a second shot because you said it's going to Houston. It's going to Houston, right? <laughs> so if we can't make it to Dallas, we have we can make it to Houston. And, and if you I can w- make it to Dallas, we can still we go can to Houston. Houston. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing it twice. Every time you see a Cirque du Soleil show, you can Something notice different things, okay. right? I've seen Miss Stare in Las Vegas. Uh, three or four times, and every time I notice something different, awesome. or I'm focused on something different, and it's just always an amazing time. There's so much time. going on. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a lot going on, and and there's just you can't look at everything at once. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this uh, episode, season two, episode three, and I think we did all right. We did good. We did good. Yeah. All right. So sure. don't forget that there is a giveaway. Definitely uh, mm-hmm. like us on Facebook, share and- the page, or share this episode. And, uh, and we'll, we'll send, and we'll put your name in a hat. We'll pull out a winner, and we'll send you something cool. Yes. So, is is there anything else? I think that's everything. All right, All right then. So Till next, next time. time. Mind your mind gauges. your gauges. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been the Texas Steampunk Connection. Opening music was the Texas Steer Rag by George Botsford, recorded in 1909. Please like us on Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection where you will find a link to all the topics we talked about in this episode. Until next time, mind your gauges!
Tony Curtis is brave, of course. But he's never been as brave as this before. Jack Lemmon. Funny? Naturally. But never so fantastically funny as this. Men chasing Natalie Wood? Not surprising, but never so frantically before. has ever been as great as they are in the world's greatest comedy, The Great Race. It's the greatest. It's the gayest. It's the wildest. It's the funniest. And how could it help but be with Jack Lemmon as Professor Fate, the meanest villain that ever twirled a mustache? Tony Curtis as the great Leslie, gallant lover and heroic daredevil. Natalie Wood as Maggie Dubois, loveliest of lovely damsels in distress. Peter Falk, Keenan Wynn, Larry Storch, Dorothy Provine. It's the fabulous around-the-world race from New York to Paris. A rambunctious, rib-busting riot of a race. Its high points only outrun by the hilarity of what happens in between heats. You are an emancipated woman, Mr. Bond. And I am an emancipated man. They'll lead you a merry chase on land. Under the sea and in the air. You'll never stop laughing once you've started the great race.